Welcome back everyone. Thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics Podcast. I am your host, Chase Dodge. I am the Sports Information Director here at Westcliff University, and I'm here to take you through the week that was and the week that will be in Westcliff Athletics. Let's not waste a moment and let's get into it. Welcome back listeners. We got a very special podcast here uh, for you today. Um, We've already talked to him earlier in the season with podcasts for women's basketball, but you know what? You know what time it is. You know what you clicked on. We're talking about Westcliff Surf, and welcome, uh, Coach Kyle Rouse. Kyle, welcome to the podcast again. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, good to be good to be back. Hey, happy to happy to be here <coughs> with you guys. So, oh, absolutely. And um, I just want to say that congratulations because you are one of the few coaches here at Westcliff that. Uh, coach a dual sport but also had two teams make the their respective national tournament with women's basketball and surf um i'm gonna go right into it i'm a novice when it comes to the sport of surfing um so along with some of the viewers uh kyle you're gonna help us be our guide for everything that is about surfing surf culture and what have you that's <laughs> so uh bear with me if i say something that is not on par uh, but first let's get into what what do we have coming up uh on friday the whole purpose of this podcast yeah so um the what what they do is um they combine most of the big events with high school middle school and college just because they want to knock it out in one spot one location so that you know the nssa doesn't have to travel to you know three different spots and three different dates so Friday, um, Friday is the big day, so to speak, for for college surfing. It's all there. Nobody else competes tomorrow. It's all the college event. Um, so it will literally run um, all day. Like our first heats are at seven fifteen, and then we could potentially, as long as we keep advancing, be surfing still at four fifteen. So it could be could be a long day, but um, you know it it works out good though for us to be honest because we my goal is to to be there on saturday as well uh, and that'll just be for recruiting purposes i mean um, one of our new surfers who uh, is going to be an absolute stud but she she surfs for uh, huntington beach high school so she'll be there on saturday um, she's currently um, already sponsored by jack surfboard she does uh, promo promos with rip curl already like she's kind of a big big name so We'll definitely be excited to see her on Saturday, but that's kind of how it gets set up, at least for the weekend. And then finals day, potentially Sunday for everybody. Now, Kyle, uh, for those that don't know, what is the NSSA for people that don't know, including myself? Yeah, yeah. No, so it's the National Scholastic Surfing Association. So it's it's mainly it's <clears throat> it doesn't go anything past professional, you know, past uh, schooling, so to speak. Um, you know, this is a, a, a competition and an association that's based for high school, like we said, high school, middle school, anything under that even. Um, sometimes they do have open divisions, but most of the time those open divisions are still for high school kids, you know, 18 and under. Um, so they do this. It's kind of a, a way to, you know, 
be competitive surfing before you hit that amateur professional stage. Uh, it's a great way to, to stay competing at a high level, you know, uh, but they do a they do an awesome job. Obviously they're national, you know, national wide, uh, obviously, because tomorrow we'll be surfing against, you know, Hawaii, Florida, there's a team coming from New Jersey. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's pretty cool, but they're definitely well-rounded. And again, it's throughout the whole United States that they are operated. So. Wow. I did, I did not know that they were nationwide. I thought it was maybe a little bit regional, but that's, that's even better for um, West cliff uh, surf exposure being at nationals where everyone from across the country is going to be located. Um, I want to, I want to take back. I wanted to ask you how, the regular season look like for um surf um can you uh take us through some of the events you, that led up to you guys participating in state and then going to nationals tomorrow yeah so we started we kind of kicked off um obviously this is our first season so it was kind of i mean we knew what to expect in the sense of you know all of us have been to contests before i mean we've all done that we've just never done it as a college team you know so Ventura was that first contest. Um, and we had a couple kids that have surfed there before. I mean, I've been up there a couple times, but just, you know, obviously never for a contest. So um, it was, it was kind of unique how it started because we didn't know what to expect. And we kind of set the tone from that first contest, to be honest, we had, um, you know, Ninon, who is our, our, you know, top female surfer, um, make it to the finals in the very first event. Um, and, literally took out the defending champion uh in the heat prior to the finals um so i mean it was kind of one of those things where we just kind of set the bar high from that first contest um you know moving forward from that i think some other kids started kind of stepping up i think it was one of those things i don't know if subconsciously it was because you know they saw Ninon literally just take off from the beginning and it's like oh shoot like we can we can actually do this type of thing or if it was just you know, wave selection and different different breaks that we had to attend. Obviously, from Ventura, we went to Huntington, uh, which obviously we have a couple of local kids that serve Huntington quite a bit. Um, and then we went to Seaside after that. And, you know, it was kind of interesting how it flowed because we it wasn't that one person just kept dominating. Everybody else just kind of almost took their turn. Like Jack Hopkins did a great job in Huntington. And then Blaze obviously made the final at Seaside. So it was just kind of it was it was kind of cool to watch everybody kind of take their turn and not saying that like Nina and some others didn't do a great job. It was just other people kind of. And then Ian, you know, Ian made the final in longboard uh, at state. So it was just kind of a great flow to the um, to the series. The only thing that was a little different this year, which I'm hoping will change in the future, is usually there's actually five events before state. Um, so usually you're you're going from. Ventura sometimes Santa Cruz is usually part of it, uh, which it will be next year, which is great where everybody's excited to travel to Santa Cruz um, to steamer lane. But it's it was definitely a quick, as you probably saw on the schedule, it was a very quick, even though it was in a span of a lot of months, it was a three contest um, span. And then we went straight to state. So it was kind of a, a unique situation because pre COVID it was, you know, there's five events and then you go to state and then you go to hopefully nationals. But so it was a little bit, um, I guess, condensed, but I think the kids made great work of it, to be honest. I mean, the amount of recruits that we got for next year that literally happened 
during sur- you know surfing these contests this year. I mean, almost all of them. There's a couple that didn't come from that, but I'd say a good three or four of them literally came from because we made such a big statement this year and started surfing really well. So it's pretty cool, though. I mean, and going back to what you previously said, it was really cool to watch and follow along each one of our surfers kind of getting their spotlight of success in each competition. Because like you said, there wasn't any one surfer that quote unquote dominated the team is like everyone had their kind of like their spotlight of success that they had. I want to, I want to talk to you. Um, how, how is the selection to nationals? Like how, how rigorous and how selective is it in the, in the NSSA of, of getting here? Yeah. So, I mean, first off it's, it's, it's Chelsea and I, you know, looking at the, the heat sheets and getting prepped for this week, it, it was crazy to look at it because literally when you think about nationals, you think obviously everybody's coming this way, which is true. So you think there's going to be more numbers. There's going to be more surfers. It literally is cut in half because of the amount of teams that are not coming, uh, uh, which is kind of cool. I mean, cause it's, it's awesome to be in that top tier, but it's also like, it, it kind of opens up a different door, you know, like for example, you know, Ninon was surfing against um, what 60, I think almost 70 people during, you know, regular season. And in the women's, in the women's uh, event this weekend, there is 20. Wow. So it literally, it literally got cut by, you know, from almost 70 to 20 in the female shortboard. So, I mean, in one token, it's awesome to be in that top tier, but then on the second token, it's like, it almost presents more pressure, so to speak. It's like it kind of brings in that the idea of, shoot, I could maybe like take this thing, you know, where, it, you know, you're not dealing with so many people that you got to get through in those opening rounds. Um, so that part in itself has been kind of cool to look at. I mean, because the same thing on the men's side, uh, on the men's shortboard. I mean, that got cut in half as well as the amount of people that are coming. Um, but to go back to your kind of question, I mean, it, it's – it's kind of unique how it is. It's kind of similar to, I mean, I don't know, track, track and field kind of, I mean, you know, going back to what you said in the previous part about how everybody kind of contributed all season. That's the key to making nationals, to be honest, because no matter like if somebody at least qualifies and goes past round one, we get points for that. So it's like, that's why it's each heat is so important kind of thing. Like if you make a heat, you're earning points for your team. Just kind of like similar to track. If you finish, you know, third place, even though you didn't win the event, you're still making points for your entire team. So that's been, that was huge because like you mentioned, everybody kind of had their spotlight of time, which was key for us, you know, cause I think we ended up ranked number six or number seven. I can't remember. I just looked at it too. I think six or seven in the, in the country, uh, based off of that, you know, just having different people step up, you know, making it to the finals obviously helps, but it's, it's all those small details. It's, it's, you know, like Robbie, Robbie had a huge event uh, at the last one in Seaside, you know, uh, and that helped us, you know, making, making a couple of heats that he didn't do like in Huntington was huge for us getting points. So um, it's definitely a cool, you know, even though you're surfing individually, it's a really cool, uh, um, sport in essence because you literally have to have those other eight like there's nine people all those other eight got to do their job because if they don't make a heat we don't get any points so 
uh, it, it was definitely a definitely a team effort to get to this point for sure. And it's just cool seeing who we're above, you know, like some of these teams that, you know, that we we qualified, I guess, above is pretty awesome. Like some of these programs so that have been around for a while. So kind of cool. I mean, and just like you were saying, that's what I noticed. I didn't know if it was common, but whenever I would get you guys talking about each surf event and the majority of our surfers like would pass the first round and then even past the second round. I didn't, I had no idea that contributed to the points of adding to your team total. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool that each surfer kind of helps the, I, cause I know it's like, it's an individual sport. Everyone's doing their own thing, but it's cool that you, they still have that kind of like team aspect of like, Hey, everyone's helping each other out. Um, I want to get into, so nationals tomorrow is going to be at salt Creek in uh, Dana point. How crucial is it that we kind of have a quote unquote home field advantage in that our surfers had, I mean, I think you guys ended in what March and, and now it's June. So you guys had all that time of prepping, just probably 15 minute drive to the beach. How crucial was the location for, for this team? No, it's, it's, huge uh you know we we literally talked about that the other day we had practice a couple times this week and then actually the team is there this morning as a group so um the fact that it's close and local is huge and then the other part i mean three or four of our surfers literally have grown up surfing salt creek like they literally have been surfing there since they were a kid um so it it does again it kind of goes back to what we were saying it's a it's a great perk it's awesome but it also in some aspects, when you think about it, could add added pressure that, you know, because you're like, shoot, I've surfed here my whole life. I should be able to dominate this thing, you know, um, like Cole, Cole, you know, Cole should have a great event again, should, but you just, you know, you never know. It's just like any sport, like things, you know, especially in surf. I mean, we've been, I grew up watching, you know, competitive surfing, professional surfing, all that. And like the person that should win doesn't always win just like in every sport. I mean, if, if a wave doesn't come, sometimes the ocean doesn't cooperate, you know, it just, that's how it goes. And that's the frustration of competitive surfing sometimes where, you know, you could have a phenomenal heat and you got 30 seconds left and the ocean goes flat, you know, it just, it happens all the time. So we're just hoping that all that work has paid off because we have been at Creek a lot um, since March. Um, And, you know, we're just hoping that we kind of get the benefit of doing that, putting in that work uh, for especially those teams that haven't, obviously we've seen some local teams out there here lately with us. Uh, but then those ones that aren't from here, obviously they haven't had access to it. So, um, we're just hoping that that pays off for us, but it should be exciting to watch. I'm excited to watch a few, like I said, Cole, you know, Cole, I literally found at Salt Creek that we re- I went down there to recruit one day saw Cole do a 360 air and I was like, we need to get that kid he comes, <laughs> out of, comes out of the water. We start talking and he wound up with us. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see how it kind of comes full circle that we end up at nationals at salt Creek, but excited to see what they bring tomorrow for sure. Now, Kyle, what, and I got to know, cause I mean, I've been around sports my whole life and I know what practice looks like for at least field events and stuff like that what it what are what is practice like for surf what do you talk with your athletes about of um changing fine-tuning some 
details of their run? Like, how, what does it look like? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't, these kids are so talented that there's not a lot that we really do. I'm not going to, you know, not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, I, you know, we, we try and tell them like where to be, where to sit. That's kind of a big one. Uh, heat management is kind of a lot of the things we try and do like as coaches. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm way too old to do some of these things that these kids are doing now. Like, like I said, they're just, they're in, incredible uh, athletes and surfers, but yeah, the heat management piece is, is, is big because unlike like professional surfing and pro surfing, I mean, those heats are between 30 and 40 minutes long each. So you got plenty of time. If the ocean goes flat, you got plenty of time. The NSSA heats, unless you make it to like the final, those first round heats are 15 minutes. So if, if you're not on top of it in 15 minutes, you could end up wounding up, not, you know, going through the next round. So we talk a lot about that with them. That's kind of where we come in, especially this week at Creek. We were just kind of telling them, hey, you know, this could be a good spot for you to sit, uh, you know, based on what we think the swells are going to be tomorrow. Um, you know, because it's supposed to actually be pretty good tomorrow. South swell. Uh, hopefully the tides don't mess with it, but I think it'll be pretty good. So we were kind of talking about that this week. Um, but these local kids, honestly, I mean, they, they know. Like sometimes it's just reiterating and just kind of refocusing them on, you know, the contest portion of it because they've surfed here so many times. Um, but that heat management thing is key uh, and just, you know, making sure that they're focused on, you know, quality over quantity sometimes but sometimes it's it's also quantity like it just depends because if, if you get you know two or three quick waves in the first five minutes you might you're in good shape you know so it's it's really just trying to balance like what the ocean's doing because we've had times where kids think you know what i'm gonna wait for that you know that good set you know out the back and, and try and get a big score but if that wave never comes you know you're in trouble so sometimes we talk to our especially Ninon, she's really good at picking off like inside, inside waves um, and just getting, you know, five or six during a heat. And that's how she progresses. So just kind of, uh, we try and help them with that piece, but like I said, not gonna, not gonna lie. They, they're, they're very, very smart. They've done this for a long time. So, you know, uh, they do a lot of it as well. Got to give them credit for sure. Now, and I've, I've always wondered this about, like same thing with cheer, um, surf, and some of other sports that are kind of you're kind of judged to progress in your heat and also to to win an event. You're judged. What do the judges look for on a on a on a surf run? Yeah, so it's um, it's it's obviously developed over the years, you know, because you know when I was a kid, nobody was doing airs. Obviously that was like not a thing. It was all about like power turns, speed, um, obviously getting barreled is, is a big score. Um, but now, you know, that, that kids and pros and everybody are starting to take it to the air, almost like a skate park, you know, um, scoring's changed a little bit, but really what they're looking for is, um, you know, quantity of maneuvers and quality, of course, speed, Size of the wave is, is kind of part of it, you know, at times, depending on depending on what's going on. Um, but they really just want to see flow in your maneuvers. Like if you, you know, if you do one turn and your wave's done, you know, it's not going to be a, a very high score unless it's unless it's like a 360 air or you're doing like something crazy. Um, but 
you know, they want to see uh, transition from maneuvers as well. So like if you come in, you know, if you do an air and then come right back in and do like a, I don't know, a cut back right into a, you know, off the lip, something like that. I mean, and there's a good flow to it. That's a normally a really good high score. And then the last thing we actually talked about this with Nina on this week, because um, she does a really good job getting like two or three turns, decent turns in every time. She's really good at like staying in the pocket and making good quality turns. But one thing that she needs to add is that finishing maneuver. Like that's what judges, that's the last thing they see. So it's like, if you can get anything, and it doesn't have to be something crazy like an air, but if you can get just something at the end, like uh, we were really kind of talking about that this week is making sure you finish that wave. It's, you know, it's uh, it, it's key to really bump in that. Maybe you were going to get like a 5.5. If you finish that wave, that might bump you up to a seven, which is obviously, you know, a high scoring ride, you know, out of 10. So um, it's it's interesting to see the judging. Obviously, there's times where we disagree, which is, norm, you know, that's normal. But uh, it, it's a hard job. I, I, I actually got my judging certification and I'm, I'm certified as a judge. And it's it's difficult in NSSA contests because there's usually like in our case, there's six people in the water. So when there's six people in the water and they don't have what the professional tour has, which is, you know, replay monitors everywhere, they can watch replays and do, you know, NSSA doesn't have that. So if there's three surfers surfing at the exact same time, which happens often, you know, cause inside, inside waves, outside set, whatever, like there's people doing stuff at the same time, it can get difficult. Um, you know, and especially in that late afternoon when the sun reflections coming off the ocean and you can't see a certain portion. It's, I mean, it's interesting, but um, so definitely got to give them credit. It's, it's tough job, but, you know, we try and at least get them to understand, um, you know, the importance of what maneuvers they should be doing, how they should be doing it. And, you know, again, just finishing that wave off strong, you know, and that's a big part of it. Now, I, I was looking at the first round heat times that you sent us. So you guys start early in the morning from 7 to 8 is where most of the guys' first rounders will begin the 15-minute uh, time limit that we talked about earlier. Right. I, want, I, wanted, I wanted to ask, because I was kind of curious, what time would is best for kind of surfing conditions? Because it seems to me, because like all the first rounds start early in the morning, so my my mind was just like, oh, is this like the best time to surf? But then I was thinking, well, no, because then they have to make the final round, which right. depending on time could be in the later of the afternoon, early evening. So what is the best time, in your opinion, to catch some good surf? Uh, you know, it, it almost sometimes it depends on the location. I mean, obviously, the tides play a huge role in that. I think our heat times for at least round one, we're in a good spot for that um creek you know salt creek is depending on the direction of the swell like i said it should be we're looking at probably a south swell um this weekend which is one of the better better directions for for salt creek just because it's protected from different angles as you know there's like the you know there's the um what do you call it like the mountain to the north that kind of comes sticks out so like depending on right. what direction that swell is coming from so that part will be good as long as there's no wind, the tide should be good tomorrow. So the morning heat should be solid. I mean, um, last we looked at the forecast, it's supposed to be like, hopefully it sticks, but four to five feet plus, which is really good, really good at Salt Creek usually. Um, 
And the, the fact that you say the finals thing, that's something we've been talking about all year, you know, and again, because this is our first year doing this, but it's, it's too bad that the finals have to be in the afternoon because every event we've been to so far, the finals have literally had the worst waves. And it's just like, it's just too bad. Cause I, and I get how they have to do it. I mean, it's tough because you got to have beach permits. There's so many different things that they have to do. So I get it. It's just, it's just a bummer because like Ventura, the best waves were in round one and two. Seaside, best waves were in round one and two. Um, almost everywhere we've been, the morning heats are always the better, just because the wind picks up, the tide changes, um, and it's and it's interesting, you know. So I'm I'm glad that we're in those 7:15 through eight heats for round one. It's just it'll be interesting to see what happens throughout the day because it can get kind of windy um, down at creeks. So we're just hoping that it kind of it, it, it's a little bit mellow on, the, on this weekend and tomorrow. So, um, now, I mean, we talked earlier in our session about the amount of surfers. So, I mean, we talked about in the regular season competition, like, so like Ninon, for example, would go up against 60 other surfers, um, uh, for an entire event. You said it was narrowed down to like 20 odds, some um, surfers how many how many schools are actually participating in this event because i mean we said that some came from hawaii um from new jersey and florida right. how many how many schools like made the national tournament uh, national you know, location I, that's a great question honestly i didn't look exactly who was coming obviously i know the normal ones like point loma ucsd uh uc santa barbara um i think i don't think, think there's any more than 12 though chase i think okay. it's over less because we have from like our quote region everybody that we've surfed against i believe there's seven coming and then i know there's one from hawaii the one from new jersey one for sure from florida which gives us 10 and then I'm, there might be like one or two that i'm just forgetting but i don't think there's any more than 12 at this one and usually usually just in our region alone this doesn't even include hawaii east coast anything we have 20. wow so, I mean, um it's like I said, it's definitely dropped dramatically for nationals. Um, so it'll be, like I said, interesting to see all those other teams that we're maybe not used to seeing, you know, obviously, obviously we want to beat Point Loma. They're defending champs and they're just, they're always at the top. So like, I know, I know that's our kids goal is they want to try and take down the, you know, take down the champ, so to speak, but. Absolutely. And this, so, and like we said before, this is our first year competing for West Cliff Surf at this at this level. Um, so, I mean, it comes with the territory that we're kind of the underdog in this event just because we're we're new. But from from what I can tell from the surfers, they don't really get that. I don't catch that vibe from them at all. So they they definitely have that get after it mentality, which I love. By the way, yes. I want I wanted to say, what is your overall goal for the team at nationals win or lose what do you hope to achieve from this weekend i mean part of it and this was a this was before i mean part of it and this was chelsea and i's goal anyway from the beginning was just to again make a statement and almost make a make it to where two things are happening one the competitors our opponents are saying okay we can't sleep on westcliff like they're really talented and two having other people that maybe aren't our competitors be like, dang, I want to surf for that team. Like they're competitive. They look like they, you know, got their stuff together. They compete hard, you know? 
So those are the two things we wanted to really accomplish, which I think we've kind of already accomplished per se, you know, just through the season. But I think tomorrow nationals, I just want to see, I just want to see those, the ones that have just kind of just barely been missing heats really have some success. Like, like Jake, Jake is a phenomenal surfer. Like we watched him all week this week and obviously we've seen him before, but he's such a good surfer and we we've only had him for, cause he didn't start till spring three. So he's only surfed in two events with us. Um, so I think he's one that we just really want to see, get that, um, like quality finish, like maybe a semifinal. I mean, a final would be awesome too, but you know, uh, seeing them do that. And then just some of those other ones, Jack Hopkins, who's had some really, really good contests, just hasn't been able to get to a final. I think that would be something that we're looking to. And then, you know, I know we already mentioned Cole, you know, who's a Salt Creek local. Um, I just want to see him have a great event. I mean, obviously would love to win the whole thing, of course, you know, but I think, I think for us, we talked about this week, like we want to just be in that contention towards the end of the day. Like if we're in the, cause usually how the contests go midway through the day, um, Janice or, or one of the people from NSSA will kind of mention the team rankings at that point of the day. Like, you know, here's first through fifth. This is where you guys are at. Really what I think our goal is for tomorrow is to be, you know, at two o'clock tomorrow, which is getting close to finals, we want to be in that like top three, if possible, like, and be to where they're saying, Hey, you know, these are the top three teams, at least as of, as of right now, going into the semis and finals. And I think that's definitely doable. I mean, we have the talent to do it. It's just, you know, we hope the ocean cooperates and we just hope that we can take advantage of, of, you know, some of these heats that, uh, that we have. So, I think we got a chance to do it though. I mean, the kids are definitely ready. That's for sure. I mean, I, I'm excited to, I'm excited to witness it. Cause I unfortunately haven't had the opportunity to see you guys surf in person. So, yeah. so tomorrow is going to be extremely exciting to see everyone compete and everyone put all that hard work um, into each practice each day. And so to finally see it at nationals, I'm excited to watch now. Back, we're going to step away from being serious for a moment because I actually had one thing hit my head and I was just I was curious because there was there's a little thing going around in your local surf team and also the local community of surf culture. Um, what is the meaning behind Wycliffe? What, 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 what <laughs> yeah. is that? I, I've been curious yeah. for like so long once we posted something about it. What what is Wycliffe? So. We got. We're we're trying to make shirts too. We want to make some shirts and stuff. But Wycliffe came literally from the Ventura event. Um, you know, us being brand new, uh, the announcer literally kept calling us Wycliffe. Like, didn't know it was Westcliff. I don't know how you kind of get Wycliffe out of Westcliff, but for literally, I think Ventura and Huntington, the first two events, we were Wycliffe. And we just thought it was so funny. So we just ran with it. We're like, let's just call ourselves Wycliffe. I mean, we literally, our group chat, obviously we have a group text message chat with the whole team and coaches. It's literally Wycliffe Surf and, it ha you know, and it, uh, that's just kind of our, our new thing because uh, we just thought it was hilarious. And, you know, at some point, hopefully when we do win a national championship and surf, I think it'll be fun to just talk about hey yeah Wycliffe took the took the championship and, <laughs> I, it, just, it, it just blows my mind that like I mean you said it wasn't like a one-time thing it happened at two 
different events. So I'm curious how you get Wycliffe from Westcliff. First of all, Wycliffe, that doesn't even sound like like an English yeah. word or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I was just curious. I mean, that always blew my mind. I was like, how do you mess mess yeah. up so bad and get Wycliffe from Westcliff? But, you know, that's hilarious that you guys, I mean, you guys had something that you guys can kind of like kind of grab behind of just like, hey, they don't know who we are. Right. Let's, let's make fun of it and let's prove them wrong, which you guys definitely are by being at nationals. Now, I want to, so, so we were, I mean, we're talking about all of our surfers and how, um, how great it is that they kind of contributed to the team aspect to make it to nationals. Um, I wanted to talk about, so what's unique about for people listening in about, Westcliff Athletics and Westcliff University as a whole. Um, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris, made it a priority that our surf team, it won't be considered a club, kind of a club sport, but actually be um, labeled and um, treated as a varsity sport. I was curious if any other schools like Point Loma or UC Davis, if they are attached to their athletic department. Still zero. No, nobody. We're trying to, and you know, Sean and I talked about this. And then of course, Chelsea and I have talked about it a lot, you know, as much as other schools doing this would hurt our recruiting. That's our, that's still our goal. Like we want it. We want surf to be a college sport. Like, I mean, it should be, you know, in my opinion, I, you know, and luckily Sean had that same, same goal, but there's no, there's nobody else to answer your question. We're the only one that has it as a sport. Um, you know, we talk to a lot of other surfers just when we're at contests and like, you know, they're having to, to pay their way down there. They're having to, you know, there's no like, you know, food for the team, stuff like that, it, it, you know, cause they don't have, it's not funded. So I'm just hoping that if we continue to have some success, I'm hoping it puts pressure on, and I don't mean pressure in a negative connotation, but pressure on some of these other schools to be like, maybe we should like fund this thing, you know, maybe we should kind of get this thing going. And it's crazy to me that like Point Loma, as you mentioned, for example, you know, they've won so many national championships already. Like they're obviously very well known for, for their surf team and they don't have that. It's just crazy. It's crazy to me. You know, obviously they have some sponsorships, which is great. Like all those, you know, cause surf is a little different you know, where you can have like outside sponsorships, whether it's from local surf shops or, you know, whatever, but they still don't have any kind of funding from the school and it's not a sport. So, you know, we're hoping that us leading the charge, you know, with of course Sean's support, which has been great, um, that it will maybe change that for the future because, you know, it's, and like I said, in my opinion, it should be, I mean, our whole, you know, quote, hashtag, our whole goal from the beginning of this was, surf and school right because in surf it's it's literally surf or school we always we joke about that like because these kids all of them want to go pro all you know that's obviously everybody just like i guess in any other sport i mean if if you're passionate about your sport you want to try and go to the highest level but in surf you know i'd love to research the percentage you know how everybody breaks down percentage of chance for you to make the nba or make the major league baseball whatever that percentage is super low. I'd be willing to bet that surf is even lower because there's literally in the pro in the pro ranks. So it's called World Surf League. Um, in the actual top level, there's literally 36 surfers. That's it, and that's the entire world. That's not just the United States. There's 36 total. 
So unless you're one of those 36, I mean, you're really scrapping for scraps in the, it's called the WQS, uh, which is kind of like baseball AAA, uh, which you can still go there, but you're making zero money. You got to pay for your travel yourself, all that stuff. Um, so what we came up with was like surf and school. Like you can still surf competitive if you keep going great and you make pro great, but at least you have a degree to fall back on. Cause a lot of these kids as talented as they are, I mean, and I, you know, I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but like 36 people in the entire world, it's going to be tough to fit that spot. So as long as you have your degree to fall back on, that's kind of what we've been pushing. It's like, Hey, come compete, surf at a high level and get your degree at the same time. That way, if the pro thing doesn't work out, you don't get sponsored, whatever you got your degree and you can go do your, whatever, you know, whatever comes next. But that's kind of been what we've been really focusing on. And I'm hoping that other schools try and follow suit and help their athletes or quote their surfers, you know, follow that dream by not necessarily, it doesn't even have to come with scholarships, but at least make it towards a funding uh, program, you know, at the university. So hopefully we can make that change here in the next couple of years. You know what coach and I, and I like that about, I mean, you guys had that, the um, surf and school as we, as I mean, you talked about earlier about the importance of getting that degree in that, in that education, especially, I didn't even know that of how hard it is to compete at the pro level and surf when you said there's only 36 surfers, like that's un, that's an unreal number. Right. For I mean, because I mean, you hear about like how it's like less than one percent make it to the MLB or the M NBA, what have you, and it has. I don't even think there's a percentage for the surfers that go to college to make it to the pro circuit. I like I it, it I can't even think they have a chance. Unfortunately, I, I wish I never said that, but it, right. it, it it seems like it's a big challenge to make it so i i really love that slogan that a hey, surf in school like and what's what's really cool about westcliff and i said this behind closed doors because i wasn't positive when i kept on saying that like westcliff university is like the first school to have surf as a varsity sport where we offer scholarships and stuff like that where you're treated at the same level as a soccer team basketball team so i said that behind closed doors because i wasn't sure if i was correct in that yeah. assessment but right. I am, but it is it is kind of baffling to me that not a lot of athletic departments kind of put like that risk or that trust in in their surf club or starting a surf program especially if you're in california on the west coast right i mean yeah. this is this is pristine uh, like the surf culture essentially blossomed here back in the day. So I like that just kind of blows my mind a little bit. No, I agree. Uh, and so I wanted to, I wanted to ask that question of how, like how, let's see, let, let, let me, let me rephrase how, yeah, I know. I was like, I'm, I'm searching <laughs> for that question. Um, when you're recruiting new surfers, how, important is that phrase of like hey we're not a club we're a varsity sport like how when when a recruit hears that like how beneficial is it to that recruit you know it, it's 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 interesting this question's interesting because it's changed literally since so what the surf team started 
what September three years ago, so almost four years ago. Right. Um, so when we were doing it then and recruiting then, it was difficult because people didn't think that that was a thing. So you know, people were like unsure, like I don't think that's the thing because you know any any surfer that knows what's happening is aware that every university have you know these universities have one, but it's not a sport; it's a club. Like people know that, like especially the ones that are in you know, grow up during doing NSSA and doing Scholastic Surf Series and stuff like that. So it was it was a little bit of a challenge at first because I think people thought it was, you know, not not fake, but I mean, they just weren't sure like to believe it and like see what it was actually all about. And then now that I guess it has changed a lot because now when we have that conversation, people are just blown away. They're just they're so excited because that's something there there's times where we're on a recruit call with um with like a surfer and their their mom or dad or both whatever and you know that that parent per se has grown up surfing and there's been probably i mean more than more than five you know parents that have said this has been like something that I was hoping would happen. Like that's what they say during like the recruit call. They're so just blown away that it's finally, there's a school finally doing that. So it's kind of cool to like hear, you know, older generation. I mean, I'm kind of almost in that older generation, but I mean, in that generation saying, you know, this is something we've been just dreaming for in the surf culture and the surf, you know, uh, environment that hoping that schools would eventually do that. So it's changed, like I said, from that from day one, you know, where we were struggling to, you know, find kids to now where it's like we have kids hunting us down now. You know, like um, the last the last kid, Rodrigo, who we just signed from Portugal, literally came to us. I mean, so he, he heard about us and like obviously has seen us compete. And um, it's just interesting to see how it just changes, you know, from from the beginning to. And it doesn't, it wasn't that long ago, you know, it's crazy to see how fast it changed just by having one season, somewhat successful season that is to now how it's just blossoming into, uh, almost, you know, just, it, it's like, uh, a fire that keeps just burning, you know, like, Oh, just, absolutely. So. I, I mean, and, it, and this goes to like all of our sports here at Westcliff. I think like this first year of like full competition has kind of skyrocketed Westcliff's name. Everyone's kind of wondering what's going on over here. Right. And it's like little school in Irvine, California. And right. it's, it's awesome to see that now athletes are coming to us. Cause right. before, I mean, we were around when we were still independent, still trying to get into an association, into a conference or kind of like start a program. And I wasn't behind the scenes. I wasn't recruiting any athletes, but I heard the uh, grind and a little bit of the struggle yeah. from all the other coaches starting a brand new program, answering um, uh, uncomfortable questions of just like, right. yeah, we're, we're, we're new. Like we're starting this now, but now that we're here, it, it, and this goes from, from, for you on the women's basketball side to soccer, to all of our sports here that athletes now are just like that are interested in us. Like we don't necessarily necessarily have to go hunting for every, uh, our every recruit that's kind of like looked over by everyone else. Like we right. now have that kind of, um, level of like, we have, we have good competition here yeah. and also for everyone, every surfer tuning in, listening in, 
we're right next to the beach and you get to go to school and get that education. So what more could you hope for um, to come to Westcliff University? Yeah. Now, coach, we're nearing our end of our time here together, but I'm going to, I want to, I want to ask one final question. This is a, this is a question to look towards the future. Mm. What does Westcliff surf as a program look like in the future? What kind of recruits are you hoping to bring in to elevate this program post your first year? Yeah, you know, so we're we're extremely excited about next year. Uh, you know, we've already we've already kind of I don't want to say completed our recruiting because we're always looking, but um, we'll actually we'll have two teams next year, which is important. Pretty much most most of the bigger schools, again, like Point Loma, UCSD, everybody has like an A and a B team. So we're excited to join that club next year. Like we'll have an A and a B next year, um, which will be competitive because you know. People from B can jump to A from contest to contest, so it'll keep the surfers competing. Um, but as far as like the recruits, I mean, we got you know, obviously you got to wait to see what happens, but we got some studs coming in. I mean, like I already mentioned, you know, Sophia, uh, who we'll see this weekend in the high school uh, division. I mean, she's a stud. Um, and then you know, our most recent, well, not most recent, but Jordy Collins, uh, who will be coming in, which I'll have to get you guys some of the footage, but he was actually um, two different articles. So Stab Magazine, which is a very big, prominent surf uh, magazine, literally had an article just on him. And then Surfer Magazine, which used to be one of the biggest, it's kind of fallen off, but still very, very prominent surf magazine, did an article on him as well. He actually was a professional surfer before he left for his Mormon mission. So he was a pro, like literally made those ranks that we were talking about earlier. Uh, and he's coming to Westcliff. So uh, it, it's like we were kind of saying earlier, it's kind of snowballed into a great thing. Now that we've kind of the words gotten out like, hey, Westcliff surf is literally a sport. I know we're going to blow minds tomorrow because we actually have Randy, you know, our head trainer. He's going to be there. And that's not that's not a thing like that. Trainers don't come with your teams to surf contests like that's not a thing. I mean, and and you're also going to have our sports info team. We're also going to be there uh, getting uh, footage of the whole event. So, yeah, I mean, not a lot of schools have that because, like you said, that doesn't happen because they're unfortunately a club team. All their schools, if you happen to be tuning in, let's change that. Come on. Um, But, you know, I just have one thing. So, I mean, you you guys are having two teams. Is the B team going to be called Wycliffe? Question mark? Is that (laughs) We should just all be white. <laughs> we should all uh, just cross the board. Part of me wants to reach out to you guys and, and marketing and be like, hey, can we change our logo to say Wycliffe? Is that doable? Or I don't know if our president will okay that, but I mean, it would be hilarious though. It would be hilarious. I don't think Dr. Lee is going to be. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. It is a fun little inside joke. I'm not going to lie. Yes. But in terms of. Uh, branding and being able to do <laughs> that, won't go for that. Yeah. probably won't go for that yeah. it'll be a cool little inside joke with the surf team in the athletics department right. for sure um kyle i want to thank you for um taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on this podcast and let us know a little bit about west coast surf and surf, surf culture in general so i just want to appreciate you being here on the podcast yeah no i love it love hanging out with you guys and literally um it's just fun promoting these kids and what they're doing and um just appreciate you guys allowing us to do that we're literally 
yeah, leaving in like 15 minutes, going to go pick up the the van, start throwing the boards in, everything we need, and we're just going to start getting getting set up to get down there. So should be good. Love that. Um, for those of you uh, listening in, um, West Cliff Surf at Nationals of the NSSA uh, will be competing Friday, June 17th at 7 o'clock. It will be going all day because, you know, West Cliff's going to be going past each past each round going into the finals that's the goal uh hopefully to see you guys out there if you are unable to come follow us on our social media as we will be doing some live updates of the competition um, with that being said thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you guys all next week have a good night good afternoon and good morning thank you for tuning into our podcast as always a shout out to our dean of athletics sean harris our baseball coach david shermet who made this podcast possible along with our man behind the scenes brandon peterson for his production a huge thank you to our west Coast family for making the podcast what it is each and every week we'll be back next week but until then please drop by the apple podcast spotify um, for any ep- other previous episodes that may pique your interest along with leaving us a review it really helps us get the word out about warrior athletics uh, we thank you for your support and keep an eye out for the next episode